Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. An idol in our life is anything that's bigger than God. And for many of us, our pain and our trauma is bigger than God. I don't want to minimize our pain and our trauma, but unless our God is bigger than our trauma, we will stay at the feet of our trauma. We must find and discover and encounter a God who's bigger. Um, uh, a friend of mine had told me about a woman who's not in this body uh, who was struggling with something, and I had just a deep impression that about what God wanted to do, and that what she was facing was actually in the very place of her biggest trauma. The enemy is aggravating, but God is going to not just deliver her from the trauma, but rewrite her entire story. And there was some detail to it. And this person, they they felt it was such a true word that they stayed in it, they leaned in on it, and they got even more. And they gave this to the woman, and the woman, first of all, she got delivered from what she was facing, first of all, in the natural, but also she was weeping and weeping and weeping because God had highlighted a level of trauma and destruction in a life I've rarely ever seen. An entire lifetime of abuse and trauma. And God invaded with his love, and wrote, rewrote her history. We do not understand the power of love because we make it a Valentine's Day. His love is more mighty than all of hell. His love, but we're, we have spent, we live in a culture that deifies darkness and evil and trauma and brokenness. And we go, oh, it's so bad. No, he is so good. And until we understand, then we allow his love to triumph over these things. We will continue to worship at the altar of our pain. And we will let it speak a better word over. We have allowed the enemy to go with evil. And I watched how one word of life and love invaded her entire history. And transformed trials into gold. Transformed. This is why Paul could say, we, we revel, we glory in our trials. What? Are you insane? Oh, we glory in them. Oh, they're amazing. No, he is amazing. He is incredible. This is what the cross is about. Jesus went and suffered the most unimaginable torment and pain. And went, ha, 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 ha. He descended into hell itself and blew the doors off that place. There is not a darkness that you can face. There's not a pain that you can go through that Jesus has not gone straight into it. Not to minimize it, but to maximize his love and to maximize his power and his goodness. No addiction has taken you. No demonic slavery has taken you. No anxiety, no fear has taken you. But that God is more than enough for it. 
But Jesus said this fascinating word. He said to the Pharisees, by your traditions, you make the word of God of no effect. We have the power to disempower his love in our life. But God knows our weakness. Isn't that good news? He knows our weakness. And he knows that about us. And that's why he set in motion this thing. He knew that we needed one another to be able to understand, to walk this life out. And so he created these things. And I, I don't know about y'all, but I hate being put in a box. But, um, and uh, we're going to be having baptisms next week. And so I realized I probably should talk about baptism. I, like, I don't like to be put in a box. Who likes to be put in a box? No. And I'm like, hmm. And the Lord's like, well, have you asked me if I want to talk about it? I'm like, mm, okay. Right? And, uh, and he said, let's talk about it. And you ever had God want to talk to you about something, but you already know everything about it? Some of you already know where I'm going. Right? Because you're like, let's talk about that. I'm, no, I'm good. Go to check. And he's like, let's talk about this. He said, I don't want to just talk about baptism. I want to talk about all the sacraments. I'm like, we're not a sacramental church. Okay, so you guys know what sacraments are? Wait, not, wait, not if you know what sacraments are generally. I'm not going to give you a test. Don't worry. Okay, so generally, there's two, dare I say, ditches about sacraments. So what are the sacraments that the church has regularly said, if we could pull those up, is they are... Uh, 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 what was the start? Baptism. Yeah, communion. Marriage. One second. Yep, marriage. Uh, confession. And in the Catholic Church, we get penance on that as well for fun. Penzance. Uh, baptism, communion, marriage, confession. Uh, last rites, uh, let's, uh, let's go for, um, that's not as common around the world, but we'll go for, let's go, holy orders, I like last rites though, let's throw it in there for fun, I didn't put it in there, but we'll do it, last rites, that's when you die, they like, you know, give you, they make it right, so, alright, last rites, holy, uh, holy orders, that's where you become a nun, or a monk, or a priest, great, confirmation, yep, and I'm going to put next to that, because it depends on your tradition, dedic baby dedication. You know, baby dedication is kind of in the same vein. Um, okay, so anyway, so we've got these. And God goes, do you see the commonality? I'm like, you know when God asks you a question, it's not because he's asking you to be smart. He's asking you to accept that you're dumb, right? I was like... No, I don't. And he goes, yeah, they're great. They're all about dying. I was like, just let you stare at that for a minute. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing about holy orders is when you become a nun or a monk, they actually perform a funeral service. Well, isn't that lovely? Right. And they will take a new name, Right. We're, we just talked about communion. Whenever you eat or drink of this, you remember my death until he comes. Now, do I have to explain why marriage is about dying? 
People are like, no nudging? Right? Well, somebody help me out. Why is marriage about dying? Two to become one. That's, I, that was beautifully done. That was, wow. Didn't he do that well? Okay, somebody else. How, how, why is it dying? Die to self. Well, I don't have any problems until you show up in my life. Anybody discover that? Like, you don't need the fruit of the Spirit if you live by yourself. I'm infinitely patient with myself. Right? Right? You, like, literally, ah! Like, okay. So, marriage, right? Um, you know, I would say baby dedication. Why, why is baby dedication? I always think of it like this. You, and by the way, we do dedicate babies. I think it's a wonderful thing because it's really you standing up with your child and saying, God, can we give it back? We can't handle this thing. This is too much. It's killing me. Right? I mean, being real. No, nobody? <laughs> no, there, there, this is all about death. Why is it about death? Because, in fact, baptism, and we're going to talk about this a little later. Baptism, it says, Paul says in Romans 6, that we are baptized into his death. And why is it baptism? Because, listen, you go under long enough, you ain't coming back. Right? Right? And in fact, in fact, in, in, at least in the Orthodox tradition, you, you do like this. You know why you do like this? That's how you go into the grave. That's how they put you in the coffin. You are dying. Why? You are saying, it is no longer I who live. I can't live this life. I'm unable. I'm incapable. No matter how hard I try, it's never enough. I can't deal with my trauma. I can't deal with my pain. I can't resolve this. I can't bring my abuser to justice. I can't do any of this. I can't. And so I surrender and I fall into you, God. I surrender to you. I can't. I can't. I can't love this person or this person. I can't. Anybody found that? I love this line Masha said years ago when she was struggling uh, with our child. And she said, I'm out of love. I'm all out. I have none left. Squeezed dry by this octopus. And God whispered, who said that? Who said you're out of love? I haven't even begun. I have, you have me on the inside. I who am love. Do you guys remember? What does he say? If we can pull up 1 John chapter 4. This amazing moment. Verse 7. John says, dear friends, let us love one another. Should be easy. Why? Because love comes from God. Listen, if your love runs out, it was never love in the first place. It was nice sentiment. Love comes from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. So if I am in God, I have love available to give away because love is God. Because God is love. God is love. 
You guys remember when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life? What kind of way was he? The way to the Father. Love. Love. It's a way of love that we, and he said that I came that you may be one with me and so one with one another. You know why, you know why marriage? Marriage is a sign of the oneness God desires for all of us. Anybody found that you can have death through friendship? Anybody had a friendship that killed you? Several people just froze like deer in the headlights. Right? This is how God showed his love among us. So what does, God is love. And everybody, you know, broke out valentines and started sending each other valentines. I love you. You love me. Jesus is not a purple dinosaur. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world to do what? To die. This is what love looks like. It looks like death. I didn't sign up for that. I didn't sign up for that. Anybody found, for instance, in marriage that nobody really realizes what they're signing up for? Several people again, freezing. Sorry. Um, no, I, what, what do I mean by that? Anybody want to help me out with that? What does it mean that I, I say, in sickness and in health? Do I have any clue what I'm signing up for in marriage? No. Zero. I think I do, but I haven't, even, I haven't even read the nutritional information on the back of the box. I'm like, I, I want to give my life to you to be with you forever because you make me feel so good. All the time. Until tomorrow. Until tomorrow. <laughs> I love you because you make me look good. I love you because you bring out all the best in me. Which is all good. And true. When does love really begin? Yesterday. <laughs> at, at death. At death. At death. At the, when does a friendship begin? When does a relationship really begin? At the moment of offense, at the moment when you fail my expectations, my demands. We had a contract here, buddy. This is why love is, is covenantal, not contractual. It's not a series of benefits. Because love, this here idea, God is love, is rooted. Many of you guys know this in Greek. The word that for God is love is God is agape. It is self-giving love. But that really doesn't exist in the Greek. It's something they stole from the Hebrew. This word, hesed, that doesn't exist in any other language on earth. This word, hesed, it means to give yourself to for the sake of another who doesn't deserve it at all. That's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. Only God can do hesed. Only God can do agape. Only God can love. And then, but he, if we are in him, he can empower me to love you. With no expectation of return. I don't know about you, but I've done that many times where I've loved with no expectation of return and discovered I actually had an expectation of return. Nobody? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Where you're like, I love you freely, I've received freely, I give. And they're like, blah! And I'm like, blah! <laughs> Obviously, I had an expectation. Love 
So what is love? We look over in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 13 and we get this amazing list, right? So it means to die. So what might dying look like? I am so glad you asked. It looks like and it doesn't look like some stuff. I love that they, you know, sometimes it's easier to say what it's not. 1 Corinthians 13, it says, what does it say? It says, love doesn't envy. In other words, if you're doing well, it's still, I, I don't get envious, I celebrate you. You ever had a, like something good happen and you tell it to someone and they're like, no, no, it celebrates. Love doesn't boast when it's going well for you. No, it doesn't. It's not proud. It doesn't separate itself. It doesn't dishonor others, build itself up by putting others down. It's not self-seeking. It's giving itself away. It's not easily angered. It doesn't keep a record of wrongs. It doesn't delight in evil. That's really not like, <laughs> it means like delighting when evil happens to other people. Like fail army, moving on. Never fails. It never gives up. It never quits. This, this, if you need a checklist to know if what's coming out of you is love or not, this is a good checklist. But what does it do? It's patient. It's patient. Patience is waiting happy with eager expectation of good. This is not patience. Praise God that God is patient with humanity because he's been waiting a while. He's waiting with eager expectation of good. Pay, uh, love is kind. Do you know what kind means? It means I'm powerful enough to do my own thing, but I choose to serve you. I choose to be good to you. It rejoices in the truth. The truth is so important. It always protects, always trusts, always trusts? What kind of crazy talk is that? It always trusts always hopes, always perseveres. When, when I was uh, a young man, I hung out with people outside of my, uh, my wage bracket. Anybody had friends wealthier than you? It wasn't hard. My wage bracket was somewhere around the basement. You know, it was like, you know, I had like three cents left after all my bills were paid, you know, for living large. And, uh, and they would be like, this shows how pathetic I was. But they'd be like, hey guys, you want to go hang out at Olive Garden? I'm like, think I can sneak the free breadsticks? Because literally, I couldn't go. They wanted to go. I couldn't go. I couldn't go. I couldn't go. When I hear that list, my heart goes, I don't have enough to go there. You're right. You're right. That's why that's meant to break us, because nobody can go there. Our love doesn't. Our love ends before it begins. Only his love can take us there. And his love only begins when ours ends, when ours dies. Which brings us back to this whole thing of baptism. If you guys flip over to Romans chapter 6, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. I love 5, 6, and 8. See, we never 
come to God. We never discover the wealth that is in God. We never discover the more than enough in God but until we die to our own expectations, understanding, and control. We admit we can't do it. And so he says this thing. He said, because some people hear the word grace and they're like, so you're saying I can sin and God will clean up the mess. Is that a yes or no from God? Anybody have an idea? I think that was a no. God's like, right? No, no. But the reality is the interesting thing about confession and penance, why, why we didn't talk about why this is death. Do you know what confession does? When I tell you how I've screwed up, what does that do? That reveals the truth, right? It breaks the false image you have of me, right? It's a death, isn't it? And it may feel, frankly, suicidal. But penance is then the act of cleaning up my mess. Which, anybody had a mess too big to clean up? Even in that, just saying, God, I am opening myself to allow, to believe that you want me to clean up this mess in my life. It's, it's dying because I can't do it. He wants to do it in me. So here, here's the thing he's saying. So what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning? Because grace comes, God's grace, God's love and power comes pouring in when we sin to help us in our mess. By no means. We are those who have died to sin. When did that happen? I missed that. Anybody miss that memo that you died to sin? You're like, it seems pretty alive to me. Died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? We died to sin. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? That's the thing is baptism is a symbol whereby I say, I, it is no longer I who live. I can't do it on my own, but Christ who lives in me. Now, one of the fun things is, is in the ancient world, they would always include this. Do you accept what Jesus did on the cross? Yes. Do you receive the Holy Spirit? Yes. Do you renounce the evil one and all his powers? Why was that important? Because many times when they put them under the water, the demons would try to kill them. Because the demons didn't want to die. Because, see, demons can't occupy a dead person. And what would happen is... They would, and so they would say, and they, what happened is many times when they went into the water, they would be delivered from demonic influence. Why do I say that? Because see, no demonic influence comes into your life. Don't get all freaked out. But no demonic influence comes, because glove is so much greater than any demonic influence. It's not comparable. That no demonic influence comes into our life except that it serves a purpose. Unforgiveness. What does unforgiveness do? It protects me. And the demonic's like, let me help you with that. Would you like a list of their horrible things? I can help you with that. Right? The demonic comes in and says, says, oh, 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 yeah, people hurt you? I'll protect you. A little bit of paranoia goes a long ways for self-protection. Everybody's your enemy. Right? The demonic comes in to serve a purpose. But it doesn't work very well, does it? The end result is worse than the beginning. And so me dying is dying to the submission I've had to the mnemonic saying, no longer I live, 
but Christ will live in me. I'm going to trust in Christ to protect me, Christ to be my life, Jesus to be my deliverer. Not, not these things. Not my, I'm not going to meet my needs. I'm going to lean into Him. And this is that moment. This is that moment. This is the moment when I co- go into the water, I say, God, I surrender to you. But here's the question. With, with sacraments, there's two ditches. One ditch is they don't mean anything. Another ditch is they're magic. Anybody done a marriage ceremony thinking it might do magic? Oh, some of you know what I'm talking about. Like, you're like thinking... And the two become one. Not feeling any change. Waiting for it. Are we supposed to become like Siamese twins or something? I don't understand. The marriage ceremony is not magical in that sense, is it? In the same way as taking communion is not magic. I know people who will take communion thinking just by taking communion it's going to heal all their diseases. Like it's some sort of pill. It's not magic. See, magic is an attempt to get power apart from relationship. To follow a recipe. But rather, it is a symbol. I love, I asked my dad a long time ago, I said, what do you think? Does the communion turn into God's real body and blood? Because that's what the Catholic Church believes, right? It's like, it's really the body and blood. Don't we? Chemically? Like, in what sense? He, I love how my dad said it. He said, we don't, it's more than just a symbol, but we don't know how much so. There is some mystery, and this is the Orthodox Church refers to it as a mystery. The, there is a mystery that happens in the sacraments. And I would submit you, the holy orders for us are anytime we surrender to God's plan for our life. Each of us have a calling. And in order to follow that calling, we have to die. Because we're unable to achieve it in and of ourselves. Every single one of us, we're called to relationship. We're called to a life in Him. We're called to give ourselves away for the sake of, of the next generation. And even in our death, we are surrendering. In every step of the way, it's me saying, I am unable, I'm incapable, I'm, it's no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. And the best part about this is, it's kind of like... Um, Anybody had a, ba- a checkbook that was no good? Meaning there was nothing to back it up? Do you know what I'm talking about? You're like, I could write this check. <laughs> How high do you want to see it bounce? Right? The weirdest thing about it is, is, the, is our will is like a checkbook. And we might think, man, my will ain't worth much. Just check my willpower out in front of the uh, refrigerator at 11 p.m. But when I say yes to God, I'm writing a check with my will. And he says, I'll cash it. I'll take it all. But it's like, you know what that check says? All. All. I've only got two cents. I'll take it. All. See, with Christ, it's all or nothing. He is either our life or not. And that's why Paul could say, we've got to live as if we're dead. We can live as if we're not dead. Anybody tried that out? Anybody tried to go back to things that you used to do before? Do you find they don't work nearly as well as they used to? I love it if somebody said, 
It's not that you can't sin anymore. You're just not any good at it. You used to be a professional. Now you're a horrible amateur. And the same thing. If you want to party with demons, have at it. You'll be really miserable. More miserable than anybody else. The reality is we can live as if we're, uh, we're alive. But it, does, it, doesn't, it didn't work in the first place. So I go into him. But one of the beautiful things, we were talking about this um, with Masha. I was talking with several people this week about dying. <laughs> dying is so fun. No. Is, um, have you ever had a, a really bad situation and... Um, well, let's just do relationship because all right. So you're in a relationship with someone, and they're really not fulfilling their end of the bargain. No nudging, and they're not. So what do you do at that point? Or what do other people do if they're having a relationship with someone and they're not holding up their side of the relationship? Run. Run. Divorce, blame, blame. blame. Withdraw. withdraw. Okay, I've got all the runners on full blast. <laughs> come on, come on, some, some of my people. I, I got the runners. We got the runners. Work it out. Work it out. And what do you mean by work it out? Grab them in a headlock? Yeah, there, okay. What else? What other things can we do? Talk about it. Anybody had somebody t- talk with you about it and explain your problems? And how you can get fixed? Talk to other people about it. Oh, I love this. We're, right? All of these things. Have you ever done that and it doesn't make anything better? It only makes it worse? Do you know why? I can't solve somebody else's problem. Because I they don't have a problem. I have a problem. Well, I wouldn't have a problem if they didn't have a problem. But their problem is their problem. My problem is my problem. And my problem with them is a problem. A great example. You guys remember Jesus and the disciples in the boat? They're both in the storm, but only one of them has a problem. What you trigger in me reveals what's in me, not what's in you. You got your own problems. Worry about yourself. But who in of us, when we come together in relationship, you trigger me, what do I do? Boom! No more problem. Right? Or run away or distance. Can't even barely hear your problem. This is great. I like this. Right? This padded room is nice. No, no, no amount. If I am in relationship with you and you trigger me, I have an issue. I have a problem. And I, the only answer is always death. Now stay with me. It's not the death you want. If you're a runner, it's not running. If you're an attacker, it's not to attack you. It's the exact opposite of what you want. If you're like, my boundaries go to 11, he'll be like, actually, I need to be your protection. Ah! Right? And if you're a person who's like, the way I love is by being a doormat, he'll be like, let's build some boundaries. Ah! Right? It's the exact opposite. Why? Because it's not what we can do. It's not our ability. It's his life in us. It is through dying that we enter into life. But here's the, this is what the renewing of the mind is. Anybody here, you, okay, 
Do you know the only reason we trust God? Because all other options have failed. I mean, I've said this before. Nobody comes to God and gives their life to Him because they're like, "Ah, I think I'll join the Jesus team. No. We all do it because we've run out of options. Because dying is never a good option. And the only way to enter into Jesus is through death, through surrender. In this moment, But do you know the thing is, is we have an incredible self-preservation mechanism. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever tried to save a drowning child? They will kill you. Why? Because they're so convinced that they're going to die and they have to do anything they can to not die. They will turn even on the person who's trying to save them. Why? We have this incredible... And so I can't die. I like to put it this way. You know, it says crucify the flesh. Have you ever noticed you can't actually complete a crucifixion on your own? I can get one nail. I can get two nails. Right? We can't die. We can't die. Even the ability to die is surrendering to him going, God, I can't. I can't die. I don't know how. And I don't get to dictate the terms of my death either. Jesus, what And so what it looks like is in this moment when I'm really, really struggling with someone or I'm struggling in a relationship or I'm struggling with an addiction, it's not, God, how do I do X? It is, God, I can't. What do you want me to know about this? No expectations, no demands, no nothing. God, I can't. What do you want? And that feels like absolute suicide in that moment. But guess what? Guess what happens in that moment? When he comes through, we're like, oh, he came through. And the next time we come to the end of our rope a little bit quicker. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You come to the point of, okay, I probably better die quicker. This is the renewing of the mind. It's learning how to die quicker. To die to our own abilities, to die to our own self-protection, to die to our mechanism, to die to our expectations and our demands. And just trusting God to be what we need. In that moment. This is the renewing of the mind. That we die quicker. And so. We're going to be doing baptism next week. We're going to have a. Some people have asked how we're going to do it. We're going to use water. Um, <laughs> it's going to be mystical baptism. Uh, no. We, uh, we uh, bring in a, a feed trough. Some of you asked. Is it used? Yes. But only one time for another set of baptism. So people are like. No horses have been involved. Um, <laughs> And uh, in this trough, uh, we're going to, you're, if you want to, what, what baptism is, it is a public declaration that I can't do it on my own, that I'm unable, that I am quitting, I am surrendering to God, I, I am receiving His life in place of my own, His power on the inside instead of my own, His wisdom instead of my own. And it is a fundamental, and saying, God, I'm done on my own. But you know why it's done in the context of community? Because I can't do it without you. Now, some of you, the best thing you can do for me is reveal where I haven't died yet, a.k.a. trigger me. But, but that's part of community. That's why we do this. And that's why it's so important that we do marriage in the midst of community. All these things in the midst of community. And as you go under the water, you're saying, God, I give you permission to take everything from me that's not of you. 
everything. All of my self-defense, all of my self-protection, all of the, the demonic agreements, all of it, I give it to you. And I want the new life you paid for. And so whether you've been baptized before or dedicated or confirmed or gone into holy orders for heaven's sakes, you, this is available for you. And so if you want to be a part of that next week, uh, we'll all be a part of it, cheering. But if you want to participate in baptism next week, please see Masha and me. But I want to just say this. If you signed up for any life other than the life of death that leads to new life, you're missing out because this life only works when it's his life in place of ours. This is why he had to die, to die in our place, to open the gates of life to each of us. If we could stand, Father, Lord, whatever we've been holding on to, whatever self-protection, whatever means of, of, of making it, all of our demands and expectations that are simply not working, Lord, we say, God, we can't. And in our, with our feeble, weak will, we write the check of all. Say, God, take it. Take all of me. Have your way in me. Amen. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.